Hello and welcome to Beauties and Headcanons, where we're nerdy and you probably are too. I'm Tegan and I'm here this week with Lindsay and we're here to talk nerdy to you about a whole little bunch of things we wanted to talk about. Um, there wasn't really one topic over another that we wanted to address or talk about in general, so we figured we'd just make kind of a little compilation episode where we could talk about various and sundry little geeky things just as a as a little fireside chat you know um especially at the beginning of this year after last year and even you know with the beginning of this year you know there's there's so much going on um and you know we we have lots of ideas for episodes down the pipeline but for this week we really wanted to you know kind of reel it back just a little bit and have it be a little bit more casual a little bit more positive to hopefully start this year off on a good note because uh lord knows we need it <laughs> right well and you know it's funny we were actually trying to come up with topics for a while there and thinking about all the things that we want to talk about and all the things we've talked about in the past couple of months and it i don't want to say it's been kind of negative but there are things that need to be addressed that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily terribly positive so definitely uh, yeah, this one's going to be more of like the hopes and dreams for the future, for what 2021 can bring, um, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of excited for all kinds of things, and it's sort of just like a little little tidbits of, of what's going on, because we could talk forever about something like uh, the end of Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. So the second season just ended. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert if you guys haven't watched it yet, which, I mean, what are you doing? Um, but... <laughs> If you haven't finished Mandalorian yet, go back and finish it and then come back and, you know, you know the drill. Yeah. (laughs) I was watching that uh, as early as I possibly could every Friday when it was posting. And the very last episode gave us kind of a a couple. And and that was actually that episode was kind of encompassed with everything that Disney was kind of announcing that week as to what was happening with Disney Plus and what Mm -hmm. was going to be coming out in the Star Wars universe. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should pull up like everything that was announced. Um, yeah, but... and just as a just as a kind of pre warning, like anything we discuss here, there may be spoilers here. So oh, yeah. if there are things that have been announced, things that are coming up, maybe even things that have just been released, we may be talking about specifics about it. So just as a blanket warning, um, <laughs> just in case, you know, I I don't want to accidentally spoiler someone. So. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and put that out there. Right, we'll do the we'll do our best in the description to yes. talk about <laughs> what we spoiled. But <laughs> for this one specifically, uh, Mandalorian season two yes. ended, um, and uh, the first thing I heard that morning was make sure you watch the scene that's after the credits. Thank me later, and I was like, okay, <laughs> cool, no problem. Um, now, to be fair, I screamed a lot through that last episode. Oh um, yes. I'm pretty sure my neighbors thought someone was being murdered um, <laughs> because I was screaming, um, you know, because I, I saw uh, a particular Jedi's hand and um, was pretty sure I recognized the lightsaber mm-hmm. and um, okay. So wait, go back to the, the that final scene after the credits um, book of Boba Fett. Right? Yes. And I'm, I was so excited because like, Boba Fett has been, like, honestly, one of my favorite characters from the original series. He has been for, like, years, ever since I... You don't say. I would have never guessed. (laughs) Ever since I, like, first watched the series when I was younger, like, him and Lando were, like, two of my absolute favorites. And so, 
you know, obviously I read a bunch of um, books that kind of touched on him. Um, I didn't, when I was younger at least, I didn't really find any books specifically for him, more of books that just like kind of he appeared in. Um, and so I was always like, oh, I want more, I want more. Um, and then when he was introduced in The Mandalorian, I mean, obviously I was like really, really happy, but then I was also like kind of anxious and cautious because I'm like, I really hope they're not bringing him on just to kill him off because, right, you know, right. I, I think yeah. some, some TV shows, some movies have kind of conditioned me to like, you know, if you like a character or if you're really into a character or if people really like a character, they're going to get killed off because <laughs> that's just kind of seems to be the deal. So I, I was super anxious because I'm like, I, I really don't want him to be killed off. And so like literally every episode he was in, I was kind of holding my breath a little bit like, oh, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. There was a couple of points where I was like, oh, that would, you know, I, I thought that it might happen, but it didn't, obviously. Thank God. So... When yeah, we like, saw his armor the first time, I was like, oh, no, that's not him. And yeah, I immediately was like, that's not him. this guy wearing his armor? And why is he wearing his armor? And what does that mean about Baba? Like, what? What? I, I, want, I had so many questions on the first moment we saw his armor. So Yeah. And so at first I thought that was going to be confirmation that he was dead. Because, like, you know, obviously since the expanded universe was retconned as, you know, not being any kind of canon anymore you know, his fate was once again left up in the air. And so I thought that this was, and they've confirmed and also unconfirmed several things like with series, like with the Clone Wars, like with Rebels, um, you know, different movies and series like that. So I thought that, you know, him them showing his armor, but obviously it not being him inside the armor, I thought that this was going to be confirmation that, oh yeah, he is actually, you know, dead. And so I was sad at first, but then, of course, the last part of that episode showed him, like, being alive, and so I was excited. Um, and then, obviously, with the last uh, scene, the last end credit scene during the season two finale, knowing that now there's going to be an actual series with him, that just makes me so super excited because, you know, obviously I want more now. I get to have more. This is really exciting that we get to live you know, in this age where, you know, there's all kinds of fandom things going on. And yeah, not all of it is good. I would be the first to say that not all of it is good. Quantity is not necessarily better. But some of the things out there are really good. And so I'm really excited to see what they're going to be doing with Boba Fett and, you know, just the arc that his character is going to be taking. Okay, so, but here's my question. Um, I'm looking at this list of... Uh, Star Wars universe things that have been announced on Disney Plus. Yeah, which and, I have not seen as of yet, so this is news for me. Because I don't okay. I don't actually have um, a Disney Plus right now. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. The first one listed is Obi-Wan Kenobi because uh, it's right. going to be in, Evan McGregor's coming back. Looks like Hayden Christensen's coming back too. I had heard something about that with a series about Anakin. Yeah, well, it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I guess that's okay. about... Well, Obi-Wan yeah, obviously, Kenobi. he but I guess you know, would be would involved. Be in yeah. yeah, which is interesting because I mean they have the Clone Wars, so right. like what it else? I wonder would they be covering a new series that takes place ten years after the events of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay, okay. So he would already okay. That makes a little bit more sense because at first I, 
Because when I think of Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, I always, you know, think of the prequels and, like, Clone Wars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure exactly what part of the timeline that would be of, but that makes a lot more sense that they would do it after because they've already done Clone Wars. I mean, why would they kind of rehash or redo some of that, you know? Right. And then there's also Ahsoka that's going to be its own film, I guess? Ooh, I don't know. Is it a series or is it a film? Um, hold on, I'll read real fast. Little is known. Oh, it's a series. Okay, but that's exciting. We know it, Cause we know it takes place during the same timeline as the Mandalorian, which makes me really happy because we know she hasn't found mm-hmm. Thrawn yet. Yeah, She's still looking for him. Which that was interesting because you know obviously they teased that during her episode, and I wondered yep. if they were going to be bringing him in during the Mandalorian. But that makes a lot more sense to kind of branch out and do it separately because you know Thrawn is more of the Jedi's uh, nemesis. He's, I mean, obviously he would probably, you know, not be happy with Din. He would probably, you know, want to eliminate him seeing that, you know, what he's doing and kind of thwarting uh, the Empire. But there's so much potential there for us to see a live action um, Ezra and a live action, gosh, maybe like a a force ghost of (sighs) Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm such a bad Star Wars fan. Uh... I am too because I, I can't I can't I cannot I remember, remember his names. Name either. I cannot yeah. remember names. Kanan. Wasn't it Kanan? Yes, Kanan. Okay. Yes. 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 Woo-hoo. Okay, so <laughs> ADHD brand comes through Yay, for something. Radio. <laughs> um so like there's so many possibilities of seeing live action um these people and like of course if they didn't like if they wanted to do a Force Ghost and they didn't make it Freddie Prince Jr., it'd be so sad. Like, oh, that'd I be know. So, that'd be so sad. Cause he, I, lo- I love he, him so he much. He looks so much like him. It'd be fine. Um, but it also feels like the end of Mandalorian and the announcement of all these shows was kind of like an explosion of, like, let's just take all of our ideas and go poof. And so all these cameos and everything that we've seen in the past you know, couple of months is just this, like, big fan service explosion of gifts for all of us because there's there's rangers of the new republic um i don't know if that's gonna have uh what's his name in it from i can't remember anybody's name uh you know there's there's a possibility of that being um of us seeing some of the people who were in the second season of mandalorian Mm -hmm. in the rangers of the new republic Um, yeah which i think is really interesting that like they've kind of used the mandalorian as like a jumping point because obviously they did season one and it was like hugely popular so now they've taken season two and is like kind of inserted all these little things into the narrative which they haven't really been like hugely prominent or distracting or anything like that like they've incorporated really well into the narrative of the mandalorian but at the same time it's also really easy to branch out. This kind of reminds me of like myself writing and like coming up with ideas and all of a sudden like I'm coming up with more and more and more ideas and like right, the original right. idea I had is kind of spiraling out of control and it's like, wait, what am I doing again? Why am I doing this? <laughs> so then there's also going to be a show, um, uh, a prequel series to Rogue One with Cassie and Andor and K2SO called Andor. Hmm. Um, okay. I forgot about that, but I think I sort of heard little tidbits about it. Yeah. And then there's also going to be the Bad Batch, which is about the, the those rogue clone troopers. Um, yeah. That um, they're going to kind of have to go find their own 
place. Which is going to be exciting Wars. because, like, you know, we saw them at the end of Clone Wars and then we saw them in Rebels, I think it Rebels, was. Yeah, but we don't know what really happened between yeah. those two times. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see, like, <laughs> their relationships with each other grow and change. And, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'd love I'm, to see that. I'm so there much. for it. So much. Um, there's a, something called Visions. Let's see. A collection of 10 animated short films taking place in the Star Wars universe. Ooh, okay. Each film will come from different animation studios, and according to the Star Wars Twitter, the films will celebrate the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Ooh, oh. okay. Okay. That sounds really cool. interesting. Yep. There's going to be a Lando film. Oh, yes. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, I'm assuming they're bringing what's-his-name back for that, right? Uh, more than likely, I mean, I would assume. I don't see why they wouldn't. I'm glad that you know what I meant by what's his name. Yes, um, I, I know. <laughs> Literally, I mean, people who are around me, we kind of get this whole little language. Like, I was talking to my husband yesterday, and I was trying to describe uh, somebody, an actor, and even now I can't remember his actual name. But I I told my husband, he he's the guy with the face, and somehow... Some way within the context of the conversation. He's the guy with the face. Yes, somehow within the context of the conversation, he knew exactly who I was talking about. Good. Don't ask me how that happens; it just does. Okay, so there's also going to be Rogue Squadron. I saw like a trailer for that, mm-hmm. um, or someone who was like the director or partial writer or producer or something who was talking about how excited she was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. A droid story and the acolyte. The acolyte is hundreds of years before the Phantom Menace. It's not been explored. It will make its Ooh, much yeah. anticipated live action debut in a new series led by Leslie Headland, creator of the hit Netflix series Russian Doll. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be interesting because um, back in the day, like, I think actually before even the third um, prequel movie was released, there was this. Or even the second one. I, I think I think it came out after the first prequel movie was released. Um, but there was like this whole like glossary atlas kind of thing, like basically covering like the whole history of the Star Wars universe. And basically what they did was they took all of the expanded universe's knowledge and books and like timelines and stuff like that, and they basically merged it all to kind of make like a history book almost like a history and future book because like they covered all of the events events of like the past leading up to like the first prequel movie and then they covered mm-hmm. like that and then they um they kind of obviously skimmed over the whole clone wars and said it was oh it was just mysterious and there were lots of records lost and blah 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 um and then they like you know had uh the regular you know the the original trilogy and then like past that as well and obviously like these days you know something like that is horribly like outdated as far as canon goes because you know everything has been retconned and but it's it was really interesting because you could go back and you could see there is actually a huge huge prehistory written in the expanded universe and there's tons and tons of things that they could use and explore in that so i'm really interested now to see like if they are doing that like what they might still incorporate from that prehistory or just create themselves. So ooh, that kind of, that kind of yeah. makes, that kind of makes the lore nerd in me kind of really excited. Okay. So, um, that's all I've got for star Wars as far as what I'm excited about. I mean, I'm excited about all of it at all the time. Oh, yeah. At this point we're, we're kind of like 
you know, Mandalorian was what we deserved, what we wanted, what we yes. had been hoping for with the Star Wars universe. And um, there's rumors that, like, George Lucas is going to try and redo something or other or whatever the heck. But uh, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. I'm happy yeah. with where we're headed. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. Now, we've got to also talk about Marvel. Yes, because there has been other trailers and stuff coming out for Marvel, and um, I literally just saw um, the trailer for Loki um, right. last month or something like that, and I have to say, like, even aside from the series, like, I saw, because I watched the trailer on YouTube, and literally... The first comment, now this is a slight spoiler for God of War, but the first comment under under it was somebody commenting a line from the fourth God of War saying, Atreus, to me, which made me laugh out loud. Uh, and also it really excited that like God of War fans are also like, apparently also at least some are Marvel fans as well because, yeah. you know, Atreus is, you know, Kratos' son. But we learn at the very end of the game that his mother, Faye, had actually named, had actually planned to name him Loki. And Kratos had basically, like, overruled her <laughs> um, in naming him Atreus. So, Faye was Lao Faye, obviously. So, yeah, it, it was a nice little thing. So, like, everybody is kind of, like, bandwagoning on that, like, oh, like, is it Atreus now? <laughs> like, referring to him as Atreus. So, that, that was a little cool tidbit. Little game geek knowledge okay. from there but also but, like wanda wandavision is coming out on like yeah. the 15th so i don't know how i feel about it but you know i'm gonna Me watch it so uh... like that that's the one thing like i i'm curious about it but at the same time it's like i'm not super excited about it I'm just i want to like... like it i want to like it i'm excited yeah. for it um i'll know pretty quickly if i like it or not so yeah i, I think don't have is... to wait too long yeah i think it is one of those things that like I have to wait and see it. Like, I, I don't think I would get excited until I do. And it's one of those things I'll probably figure out pretty quickly if I actually like it or not. Yeah, so me too. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And then uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's yes. going to be coming out shortly thereafter. Like, we're only, we're going to have to wait like two months and then that's going to be out. So I, it's good to know they've been busy in 2020. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, somehow. I mean, hopefully taking all, you know, precautions and everything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that one's supposed to just follow those two, uh, beautiful men and yay. Uh, (laughs) I assume that they're going to try and like, uh, uphold and mend and, Mm -hmm. um, keep the Captain America legacy. Like I'm, I'm, Oh yeah. I would have to imagine that. That's what's going to be going down Mm -hmm. in, in that. And then. Um, do you know what, like, the plot line of Loki is? Do they just sort of say... As far as I, like... I didn't see the trailer, so you gotta... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, as far as I saw, like, from the trailer, or as far, um, as I remember, is, uh, it was a lot of, like, kind of flashy action sequences. It seems like he's going to be working with someone, fighting against, um, fighting against something. I, I'm not sure if they're going to go down the route of, like, Agent Loki, and have him like somehow working with Shield, because um, I know that was a thing uh, that happened in the comics. So I, I'm really not sure like exactly what like all the context of what happened in the trailer was happening in because they didn't really give that much. 
but mm-hmm. it did look really interesting and I am really excited to see like uh, I believe they did confirm that they're going to be bringing in Lady Loki if at least last I heard that they were going to be doing that which I'm really super excited for um so yeah I, I, I I'm cool I, I'm really excited to like actually see what they're going to do and how they're gonna do it and what's gonna be going on uh, to see like the the development of Loki's character outside of you know the limited bits of time that we got to see him in the movies you know out of out of so well, right. many characters in the all... movies you know we got so little time with him and he made such a huge impact which honestly like speaks to the character and also to Tom Hiddleston who portrayed him that you know he made mm-hmm. such a lasting impression but you know considering the time that we got with all the other characters we got so little time with him there was also lots of um, uh, whispers about whether or not a lot of what we've actually seen is him or him under the mm-hmm. influence of Thanos. So yeah. it'll it'll be interesting to see him on his own without that kind of influence to see mm-hmm. if we are able to spot more about his character than um, yeah. we might have uh, might have been able to prior. So that'll be yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know when anything else actually comes out. Um, none of these rest of these things have uh, yeah. launch dates. Um, yeah. Looks well, like Loki is going to be May 2021. Then we've mm-hmm. got Secret oh, Invasion. Both. Ironheart, are these both movies? They both look like movies. Ironheart will have tie-ins to future MCU films as well. That's awesome. So it sounds like they're bringing in Riri yeah. from the comics. Yep, that's, that's gonna what be it awesome. says. Um, Armor Wars is going to be an animated something or other uh, with War Machine. Hmm, Okay. Uh, Don Cheadle will explore tech gone wrong and what happens when Iron Man's advanced machinery and ideas fall into the wrong hands. Ooh, okay. that sounds interesting. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Maybe maybe it's what if. What if dot 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 with a question mark. That's going to be animated. Oh, okay. Because so, I know that they're gonna going to be doing some of those. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, series will feature many of the MCU cast members reprising their original roles, probably um, doing some awesome voice acting. Um, okay, uh, stories that have been previously unexplored by the MCU canon. So mm-hmm. you'll be, like, really enjoying that. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know I really love exploring these little ideas and characters and uh-huh. everything like that. That's kind of, you know, my jam and jelly. Uh, Hawkeye oh, is right, supposed to debut at the end of 2021. Yeah. I forgot he was going to be that. she okay, okay. Series... Uh, Jennifer Walters will be played by Tatiana Maslany. Okay. I don't know who that is. Okay. Moon Knight. I know you've talked about that quite a bit. Yes. I am really cautiously excited to see him on screen because he's the kind of character that portrayed well and done well would be super interesting and super compelling to see, but also who could be done very, very wrong. So... It's like one of those cautiously optimistic, I will have to wait and see before I get excited, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then um, in phase four of the MCU, we'll see I Am Groot, which is going to be obviously title character there. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, like the whole movie or series could just be Groot going I Am Groot in different situations, and I would be all for it. Yeah, right? Like, just imagine, like, all the memes and stuff we're going to yeah coming out of that (laughs) this is going to be a meme minefield i swear yes absolutely so i mean star wars mcu i'm i'm good that's all i'm excited about with 2021 (laughs) yeah and i mean 
And I mean, you mentioned that there's no like specific <laughs> launch dates. I think that's probably wise considering like everything that's yes. going on. Because yep. I mean, obviously they've probably, especially with some things that's supposed to launch earlier this year, they've probably got like shooting down. But as far as like editing and like fine tuning, you know, who knows what might happen. They might need to delay some things. And so, you know, it, it's probably a good thing that they don't have exact dates like, you know, right. cyberpunk, <laughs> you know. It's probably so good that else, not giving that. What else are we excited about? Um, well, I, I'm not sure like what all exactly is coming out in 2021, but I know that there was some announcements and things going on at the Game Awards that was really interesting that I am excited to see in the future. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm the kind of gamer that I, I, I could play the same games like just over and over and again, and I'd be happy, <laughs> you know? Um, right. But there are some interesting things coming out. Um, obviously, you know, Dragon Age 4, we had a little, we had a little, uh, teaser trailer for that finally. We got a little, well, not really a teaser trailer. We got, we got what we call, like, I think the theatrical trailer for it because we got the teaser trailer, like, literally two years ago in 2018. So we finally got a theatrical trailer with, uh, Varric Tethras, um, narrating it, which is really exciting. Because, um, I mean, fandom loves Varric. Varric's an awesome character. And from everything he was saying, it seemed like he is actually going to be in Dragon Age 4 with us, which would be really exciting because, obviously, we love Varric. We stand Varric. We, we want to see more of Varric. Um, and so we got to see what looks like either companions or maybe different origins for the player character. Obviously, there's not, like, concrete information but, like, there was a variety of um, shots and scenes. Like, it looked like one might be a warden. It looked like another one. Um, There's another one, like, running through a forest and shooting an arrow. But the arrow looked kind of magical. So I'm, like, speculating, okay, is this an actual archer with, like, some really cool abilities? Or is this a mage with really cool abilities? Like, it, it was kind of up in the air. So it, I'm really excited to see more of it. Oh, we also got little glimpses of Minrathis and Tevinter, which we have not seen anything of Tevinter before in the games. Literally, literally like zero. So I'm really interested to see because at least in the trailer, like it almost looked kind of cyberpunky in a way, like with the whole like neon lights and signs, obviously being done by runes and magic and things like that. But that that's a that's a kind of alternate universe that like I've never really considered like cyberpunk but magical cyberpunk so it's not technology that's powering things it's magic so that kind of makes things really interesting I I'm I'm really excited to see like what we might see what might happen um, I know that like the Discord the Dragon Age Discord servers that I'm in like almost like exploded <laughs> you know talking about right, all the different right. little things that like we saw like um is one of the characters a crow um like one of the antivan crows and who might it be is it um somebody from one of the books which i have not read yet which i know i need to get on that um, <laughs> um oh there's there's just so much like that we gleaned even from just a little theatrical trailer like that that just is really exciting um also um, we, unex now we knew ahead of time that we were going to get a trailer for Dragon Age 4, like, because Bioware did announce that they were going to be showing something for Dragon Age at the Game Awards. 
So we already, you know, went into that knowing that. But they surprised us by also having um, something for Mass Effect. They are working on the next Mass Effect or it's in like some sort of pre-production stage. Like they, they are, I don't think they're actively working on it. I think they're just develop. you know, it's basically like pre-development as far as I heard, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that though. <laughs> but um, I mean, cause obviously Bioware wants to get out the next Dragon Age first before they tackle Mass Effect. But um, now when I first saw this, I was kind of peeved and like really disappointed because um the trailer showed Liara, which who is from the original trilogy, like finding a set of N7 armor. And I was really disappointed because I'm like, you know, are they basically dropping Andromeda then and not going back to that universe? And if they were to do that, I mean, they would have to try to figure out some way around the ending of Mass Effect 3, which I mean, would just be a headache in and of itself trying to figure out what's canon and what they can kind of work with and then at the same time that would kind of invalidate a lot of choices that players made at the end of mass effect 3 which you know bioware has always been about having kind of a nebulous canon which is kind of interesting you know working with that thing and being able to create an actual coherent narrative with that but at the same time you know I just I felt a little disappointed because obviously Andromeda when Andromeda launched there were lots of problems with it there were bugs and there were you know issues and obviously you know that was not good that needed to be addressed and they have you know kind of fixed those issues with it and now it, it plays really good I've, I've had a lot of fun with it but you know I think a lot of fans didn't like it because when they think of Mass Effect, they think of Shepard and Company. And it's really hard for them to get out of this mindset of Mass Effect is Shepard and Shepard is Mass Effect. And if there's no Shepard, it's not Mass Effect. So, right. you know, so they're, you know, automatically, you know, if there's a game that doesn't involve Shepard, then, you know, oh, well, it's not really Mass Effect. <laughs> you know, so it, it made me kind of mad a little bit because I'm like, are you going to be basically giving in to those fans then who just, you know, complained just because Andromeda didn't have Shepard and it wasn't a Shepard trilogy Mass Effect game, you know? But um, after seeing some things um, said by the developers on Twitter and like basically confirmed, it seems like they're going to be doing their best to marry the two separate franchises in Mass Effect because they're going to be doing some stuff with the Milky Way galaxy, which is where Mass Effect the trilogy took place and also in the Andromeda galaxy. So Liara is obviously a, she's an Asari and Asari can live like hundreds and hundreds of years. So, you know, her existing in the, in the trilogy timeline and then the Andromeda timeline, which takes place 600 years after the trilogy timeline, you know, that is possible. You know, she is one of the characters that actually could survive that long and still be alive at the time of Andromeda. So, you know, after hearing that and after hearing that, you know, they will, you know, essentially be trying to marry the two, like it still makes me a little nervous because, you know, when you get into a place where you're trying to please everybody, it can kind of make stories suffer. But, you know, I, I'm I'm back at that stage of being cautiously optimistic where at least they aren't completely abandoning Andromeda and Maybe we could get something good out of it. I don't know. I hope, <laughs> you know, it, it is it is hopeful. So those are two things that, you know, obviously I don't know when exactly they're going to drop, but I am excited to see more about them and hear more about them and 
hopefully get a little bit more concrete information on them in the future. I feel like that's kind of going to be our 2021 theme, uh, Mm -hmm. cautiously optimistic. Yes, Um, yes. Like subtitle the whole year with that, I guess. Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we sort of have to wrap up. Um, Do you have a gaming corner today? Yes, and a really quick one, really super quick. Um, So, you know, as going through talking about Dragon Age, you know, and there's all kinds of things that you can customize with a character creator. Um, You know, you can change your race, hair, you know, skin, tattoos, scars, things like that. Um, but one thing that they changed over time um, that they had in Dragon Age's Origins and 2 and they didn't have in Inquisition um, is when you're fighting, you know, you have, like, your health bar and then since you have companions with you, you have their health bars as well. And by your and your companions uh, health bars in order to help differentiate them instead of just having names they have little icons which I always thought was really helpful because instead of just having a name there you could look up and you could see now in Inquisition you know there were like these little stylized portraits you know which is cool it kind of went a- went along with this whole um, theme of they had like little cards for each of the companions instead of having them like standing there and then you selecting them but it kind of took away a little bit from character creation for me because in Origins and 2, one of my favorite things was you could actually create your own icon. So, like, you could take... It was basically like a little snapshot of, like, the top part of your character, like your face and everything, and you could, like, change the direction you were looking at, if you were looking up or down, which, you know, direct... You know, if you were looking right or left, um, if there was more or less, like the distance and everything like that, the color background. Like, it, it was one of those things that it was just, um, it was a part of the character creation. And I really liked using it because it kind of, you could speak to your your wardens or your hawks personality through that little icon. And obviously in Inquisition, you can't do that because it's just a little stylized portrait. Um, so yeah, that, that was one thing. Like, obviously, you know, there was a reason they took it out, but I, I'm... And I don't really think they'll have a reason to bring it back necessarily in Dragon Age 4, but it would be really cool to see that again. I don't know. It it was, it kind of just set the whole tone, I think, for the rest of the game as to how you portrayed your warden or your hawk in their little, their little help icon. So yeah, it, it was just one of those little things, little, little tiny things that obviously, you know, they changed up a lot between the games and some of it's good some of it's great and some of it's not so great and some of it is kind of more or less inconsequential like this but uh, you know i guess we'll just have to wait for dragon age 4 and see what their (laughs) character creation's like and if we'll get that little thing back or not (laughs) oh cool well um i'm going to end with you know, being excited that this year has the potential to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how I'm going to try and be throughout this year. And um, as always, if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you even want to talk about something with us, let us know. We want to hear it. We want to talk about it. And um, with that, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan. And thank you so much for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons. <laughs>